Warning, this show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are hours and hours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. And welcome to another edition of Diz After Dark. I am Nick, and um, if you like sausages, this is the episode for you, because I am joined by uh, Mr. D. <laughs> I think I know where you're going with the sausage reference. <laughs> so, so, the Scottish sausage says hello. <laughs> I'm joined by Mr. Ripley. The Cumberland says hi. <laughs> and finally by P-Dubs, Mr. Paul Washington. What can I say except you're welcome? <laughs> it's got nothing to do with sausages. <laughs> but, <laughs> as you can tell, it is a little bit of a sausage fest. Our poor Amanda has not been able to join us this week. Uh, and King Sausage himself is working, so he's not here either. But hopefully, um, it just being four men is not going to put you off of this week's episode. And we'll start things off as we do just about each and every week with uh, a little quick round of what everybody is drinking, and I'll start with Mr. Ripley. Bud Light. Mm, Bud Light. Chin, not, chin. not Joffrey's, interesting. No, I've dropped the bloody Joffrey's. They don't want to know. She said, stop ringing this office. I'm like, cutting you out, love, but going back to Bud Light. Well, to be to be honest anyway, they've named themselves, uh, as we were mentioning just before we hit record, actually, um... You know, their coffee is named after a character from Game of Thrones, a show that I don't give two tosses about. And uh, in fact, <laughs> people in this episode don't give a toss about. Sorry, Greg. Um, Mr. D. I'm braising my sausage in per- Bulmos Pear Cider. Ah, a Cheers. very good way of uh, looking after your sausage. Uh, <laughs> P Dubs, what are you drinking? Uh, really boring, a glass of water. Well, you are training. Uh, yeah. Three weeks to the big yeah. day, pretty much. Yeah. Just three yeah. weeks yesterday it was. Yeah. So. yeah. So uh yeah, exciting times. Are you just doing the um you just doing the, the half marathon or are you doing the No, I'm doing the full lot. Ooh. Five K five K ten K and a half. Mm. Wow. Wow. In thirty six hours. You are a silly sausage. But um, <laughs> I hope there's more sausage related puns coming. Um, I didn't even wait to open my drink. I just started drinking it rudely. Um, in uh, in joyous rupture of um, KFC, other chicken restaurants are available. Um, announcing that you can now get Cherry Pepsi Max in their stores. I'm drinking Cherry Pepsi Max uh, mainly because I had no tonic and I didn't figure gin and Cherry Pepsi Max would go. So uh, I'm having a, a bit of a safe one tonight. But Think my mother-in-law would beg to differ? <laughs> Does she literally go over anything in her? In her? Oh yeah. Okay. Mm. Mm. What I say? It that, must be the. Uh, 
It must be that soft drink then that does it because as I was going home on Friday night, I walked past K- our local KFC at nine o'clock on a Friday night, and oh. you wouldn't believe the queue at the door. It really? was like, oh, it was busier than the pubs. What's wrong with that? Well, I'll tell you why, because uh, for the last few weeks on a Friday, they give away a, a free small portion of fries. And I mean, oh. who doesn't like to <laughs> save? Who doesn't like to save 99p? Um, oh, that's it. That is, there's a dark night out right there. <laughs> <laughs> only on Fridays. Only on Fridays. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right, now we're going to do the show slightly differently because I don't know. Uh, I, I'd hope that people that listen to this show listen to our, our sister show, um, Universal After Dark. Um, and for those that did, um, you would have um, you would have heard a kind of cliffhanger, if anything, from our very own talented Mr. Ripley. So I thought it was only fair that rather than kick the show off in any other way after drinks, <laughs> we kicked off with your cliffhanger of Disney stories that you had. Oh God, it, it really wasn't worth it, I tell you. Oh, don't um, say that. People have oh, been okay. on ten okay. hooks since last week. It. It's worth it. I've got <laughs> some people go to KFC on a Friday night for 99 pence price. <laughs> That's your Disney why we stories, never... Chris, are on another league. <laughs> That's why we never record on a Friday. Yeah, we're too busy trying to get free fries. I tell you, we won't be recording this Friday. I'm out. <laughs> Are you out? Out? Oh, I'm out. Mexican bucket and a free portion of fries. <laughs> Definitely. Well, that's it. You, you know, all you have to do is buy the chicken. You don't have to even buy the bucket because the bucket will come with I, chips. You don't want too many chips. I do. I do have a funny story. If you want to know a funny story about KFC, go on, go on, real quick. <clears throat> so there's a guy who came from Italy, and he had two kids. And he was asking, where can I take the kids for something to eat? So he was advised to go to KFC, you know, bargain, get a bargain bucket. Kids will love it. And he came in on the Monday. He said, hey, in an Italian, in an Italian accent, hey, hey. I went to the KFC. I went to the drive-thru. Cost, <laughs> cost me a bloody fortune. Four bargain buckets. <laughs> for four people. Two of them oh. little kids. God. <laughs> While the story was funny, your accent is even better. It's um, like a, it's a Scottish Italian <laughs> ice cream wart kind of an accent. It's Italian. Um, yeah. We found our new Mario meet and greet at Universal. Acno, <laughs> it's a me, a Mario. It's a me with the spaghetti. Being half jock myself, I can confirm there are lots of Italians up in Scotland. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They run every single fish and chip shop. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That one. Um, Nardinis. Right. Although, although we are not, well, we weren't seeking sponsorship from KFC, but we've mentioned the name an awful lot. KFC, if you want to sponsor us, please do. I have a very quick story, which I think I may have told before, but if not, for new listeners, this is a good one. When I first opened up in the 70s, um, my mum, back um, before she'd had me, and obviously way before she decided to disown me, um, went to KFC. And or with a friend of hers, and I'm sure you're aware, they give you the little sachet uh, with the wet wipe <laughs> in it. Oh yeah, uh, that's that's lemon scented. Um, now, I, I don't think I'm sure now it's just got a face of the colonel on it, um, who's not Rolf Harris. So the person that's done that petition about changing the logo from KFC because Rolf Harris is on it, it's not Rolf <laughs> Harris, right? Um, that is a real petition, by the way. That is actually happening right now. Um, can, anyway. you, can you tell what it is yet? <laughs> a great KFC story. Um, the, um, so, so they were sitting there eating uh, the, their meals. They had their meals out in front of them. 
And my mum's friend uh, actually was about to tuck into her meal, open up the wet wipe and squeezed it over the chicken. And my mum <laughs> said, what the hell are you doing? And she went, oh, I thought this was like lemon sauce for the chicken. <laughs> you can tell it's a story from the 70s because, you know, lemon chicken, orange chicken, uh, other fruits for chicken are available. Um, oh. Ah, ah, now hang on, Nick. Oh, I'll stop. I'll stop you there, right? I had an email this week from a friend of mine who listens to Disney Brit. Sorry, Disney shit. <laughs> and you know they nicked my greeting. Yes, they've only gone and nicked your bloody catchphrase. What? Other some things are available. Oh, the bar stewards. <laughs> yeah, which, which we actually did stewards. nick from a from a, a, a certain film podcast, but never mind. No, no, no. I um, Where did I get it from? I didn't get it from podcast. Where did I get it from? I got it from... Keith uh, Lemp. Russell Brand. Yeah. I got it from Russell Brand about 10 years ago. Yeah, when he was probably still on the drugs. Um, yeah, the drugs are available. Yeah, probably from that. So, um, yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's... Um, I invented it. I've never claimed that. Or my, my wife. Obviously, that's that's not mine either. Um, but in the context of a Disney podcast, I do yeah. think uh, maybe prying ears are listening. But at the same time, if uh, <laughs> what do you mean? If, <laughs> I was about to say if anyone from Disney Britain is listening, clearly they are because um, well, <laughs> that's only making our material. Um, it is to upset them because I asked my friend which one was it, and he wrote back and he said the effeminate one. So I said, well, they all sound bloody effeminate to me. <laughs> Well, all I was going to say, all I was going to say, whoever is listening, is that uh, imitation is a sincerest form of flattery. Um, so that is what I will I will say about that, and and good luck to you. Um, and uh, I'm sure we get that more downloads, so it's all good. So um, enough about KFC and and that podcast, Mister Ripley. Right. Okay. So. I was in the office the other day, and a friend of mine comes back off holiday for two weeks. So I said to him, I said, where have you been on holiday? So he said, oh, I've just come back from Disney World in Florida. I was like, oh, my God. Well, at least why, are you, why are you telling me this now, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, you know what it's like, a friend of yours who's never been before, they're planning to go to Florida, and suddenly you turn into a Jedi master. <laughs> you, you know the score, don't you? Yeah, Everyone, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we all do it. We all do it. Yeah. So yeah. anyway. I said, but it's too bloody late now. I said, you've been. But anyway, tell me you know, about what you did and what you didn't do. He said, well, he said, it's a funny story because his, he lives in this little village and it's basically it's a hamlet. It's him and this other house and then the others live quite far away. Anyway, he knows his neighbours very well. Right. Husband and wife couldn't have kids, but they love Disney. Mm-hmm. So every year they went to Disney. Disney, Disney, Disney. The house was full up with Disney stuff. They would go to Paris, Disneyland in California, but Florida was there their favorite anywho so husband and wife they go every year every year they talked about it to their neighbors who, who i the guy i work with mm. and finally you know he said he'd go anyway sad story the husband of this this couple passes away anyway he loves uh disney so the holiday's booked so they think well you know what we do we're on a whatever his name was harold i think we'll go out there you know, honour his life sort of thing. So mm-hmm. anyway, she applies, this is all true, applies to the American consulate in London and says, look, can I take my husband's ashes with me oh, wow. to Florida? Okay. Because he loved Florida. Mm-hmm. They wrote back and said, you may. She then approached Virgin and said, look, can I bring my husband's ashes on the plane? And 
they said, yeah, you can, blah, blah, blah. So they went off to Florida. All, you know, I mean, they stayed at the Grand Floridian. They ate, they ate at um, Victoria and Albert's. They did all the parks. Um, honest to God, listening to them, it was like five-star all the way. We're going to have one big, final, brilliant holiday in Florida to honour Harold. Anyway, the other thing that Harold liked very much was Aerosmith. So she decided to. This take is going to get messy. On Very one last trip on the on the Aerosmith <laughs> ride in Disney's Hollywood Studios. Safer to say, halfway round, Harold didn't quite make it. Harold blew his top. He blew his top and departed this mortal coil on the Aerosmith ride. Oh man! They got thrown. Uh, they got marched out of the park. And then the next day they flew home. But he was telling me this story about how it happened and blah de blah de blah. He then told me, he said, it would have been fine if it wasn't for the fact that Janice was sitting in the front row. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. oh, no. <laughs> oh, yes. <clears throat> and it was the people in the rows behind that called the security over with the cast members. <laughs> So, there yeah. you go. If you were on the, the, the uh, Aerosmith ride and got a, a funny grey powder thrown in your face uh, a couple of weeks ago, that was how old. It wasn't going to give you any happies, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Because um... I said to him, I said, well, you know, people do this. I mean, I've heard of people doing it at the Haunted Mansion. Yeah, yeah. Pirates. In, you know, Pirates. Yeah, you know. Yeah, they're the not allowed to. Disney. Yeah, Freaking Aerosmith ride. But the, thing, yeah, the like... thing is, there's a there's a big difference because the Haunted Mansion, and I mean, I, I've not done this, okay? So I I can only assume that if you look at the speed of uh, Haunted Mansion or Pirates of the Caribbean, it's probably very easy to, you know, accidentally pour little bits of uh, someone's cremated remains <laughs> over the side of the vehicle. Not that we're condoning that. Exactly. Um, you know, I yeah. think it probably is. I don't know. Because we know that Disney don't approve of that. They, do, they absolutely well, don't. They definitely don't. Um, no, you really can't add the thousandth ghost to the Haunted Mansion. Yeah, there's only room for one more. <laughs> yeah, not... not <laughs> but not, not, but not someone that's in a, an urn. <laughs> it's... I just... I, I, I can kind of see you know, the rationale there, but... The nature of that ride means that you, you know, unless it was right at the end, as you, as you kind of come into the last approach when you're flat, um, it's not gonna it's not gonna end well, and it clearly didn't. I would have been um, I would have been quite horrified. I, I mean, I do have a, a kind of story on that. In uh, um, my father-in-law was a massive fan of the Beatles, and so we did do a similar thing at Abbey Road. Which, uh, you know, again, I don't think they, they really... I'm sure we were not the first people, and I'm sure we won't be the last. But, um, you know, I don't think they particularly condone it. But at the same time, once that stuff is kind of there, it's it's out in the world then, isn't it? And it will just kind of just get blown into the atmosphere, or you know, whatever. Um, but, um, yeah, having it flung in your face, probably a, a bit of a different experience. Um, probably worse what? than vomit, actually. 
Well, what I'm hoping now is if she's such a massive Disney fan, she's not listening to this podcast and weeping <laughs> down her bloody iPod. So, well, I haven't told anyone names. This has just happened, so, you know. We did mention Harold, but let's... Uh... Yeah, you know, Harold up. Smith, Chin ha- ha- Chin. Harold Shipman. Um, <laughs> because then it doesn't matter, does it? You know, if it's, if it's Harold Shipman, no one's li- here listening to it going, oh, God, you know, it's Harold Shipman. I can't, no can't imagine he was a big Disney fan. <laughs> uh, it could be part of his uh, could have been part of his charm I don't know um, yeah it's quite it's quite funny though because um, for for a while when you were saying about your um, the neighbours and being Disney obsessed and having a house with Disney memorabilia and not having kids that actually sums up uh, my friend Graham who I recorded the, the Star Wars uh, False False Friday podcast with the other day because um, they were actually on I, I don't know if I mentioned this or not but they were actually on Channel 4 about a year ago on a show called... I want to say it's called like The Hoarders Next Door or something. It was something like that, right? Um, because their house is like a Disney museum. It, it's it's remarkable. I mean, uh, it's... They're probably listening to this now, so hi, guys. Um, it, it's lovely. Um, it really is. I mean, we can't take our kids around there because worry about what they, they might touch by accident. Um... But it's not messy, like it's 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 chaotic, but in an organised way, if that makes sense. Um, and but they were featured on that because they wanted a, a, um, a family. Uh, they wanted a, a house that had um, that kind of thing. And um, yeah, they've got an amazing collection. So when you were saying that, I was like, it sounds an awful lot like my friends. And he said the husband died. I was like, oh, it's definitely not my friends. Um, <laughs> especially as we recorded a podcast with him the other day. That'd been very scary if it was a ghost the whole time. Um, that'd have been a twist. Um, but that is that's quite a story. I know you said it's only a small story, but that's that's you know <laughs> that's, that's a good one. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes the best stories don't have to be particularly long. Um, what was uh, what was your other one? Well, the other one is um, for for my my day job. You know, I, I'm in the construction industry and architecture and blah de blah. I've got a project. It's a disused uh, train station that I've got to go and have a look at tomorrow, and. I've been told that there will be extra security looking at this job. Usually there's very little security. Anyway, there will be extra security, and it's something to do with Buena Vista. Ooh. So I was like, oh, hello. I recognize that name. I know exactly what that could be. Anyway, so I did a little bit of digging, and it turns out this train station um, has been on lockdown for the last two months, and they're re-putting back in the platforms. Anyway, cut a long story short, I spoke to my client about it, and it turns out it is the Walt Disney Company, and I'm going there tomorrow, so I'll probably have more stories um, on the next show, and they they approached Network Rail um, to shoot a picture in Victoria, and basically Victoria came back, and you know, was it West London, Victoria? Uh, 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 Yes, yes, yeah, it's got to be that way, yeah. You know, it's a commuter uh, station. Mm. It's very, very busy. It's massive. Anyway, um, it's they probably came out with a huge price. Anyway, they found this disused station, and they reckon they can tart it up to look like Victoria back in the 1950s. And um, I did a little bit of digging online. It turns out they're shooting basically a Saving Mr. Banks-style film, but about the author who wrote um, Woody oh. the Pooh. Yes, yes, that's right. Yes, uh, I want to say it's called Saving Mr. Robin, but it's not. 
it's not called that, but it's it might be something like goodbye, goodbye, goodbye yeah. Ah, goodbye, Christopher Robin. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Margot Robbie is in it. Oh, hello. According to IMDb.com. Hmm. So tomorrow, when I go there, acting all completely naive and oh, really a film, you know, uh, I'm I have got a pass to get in so i'm gonna go have a real good snoop around oh, in fact lovely. actually nick don't release this podcast <laughs> <laughs> until <Whatever>. after tomorrow <laughs> well just in case there's an there's an nda that you've got to sign yeah we'll exactly. bleep out where you're going chris it's all right yeah, yeah I'll go, I'll go i'm going to beep to see beep yeah and you never guess who's in it beep beep yeah beep oh beep yeah, from that beeping, beeping Batman and Superman film. <laughs> no, she wasn't in that, was she? Oh, no, no, she was in the other one. Yeah, luckily. Oh, don't. I was, li- I was listen- talking about other other podcasts. I was listening to Strike today. Um, another, yeah. Another associated podcast of ours. And your latest episode. And um, a couple of times I shouted out at the podcast in the street, and mainly at your, at your young co-host. Yeah. In some of the craziness that comes out of his mouth. Not least the fact that uh, Wonder Woman's the most amazing film. It really isn't. Most <laughs> overrated film of the year, absolutely, but it's not. There was a couple of other things, though, um, and I can't remember what they were now, but um, I did I did appreciate your support of how rubbish Batman vs. Superman was. So, yeah. um, not that you not that for my, my calls, obviously, but it was good to know that not everybody in this world is crazy and can recognise a bad film when there is one. Um, although I, I do agree, I think the Arkham game should have been turned into films by now. Yeah, they'd be amazing. Yeah, they're great. So listen to Strike. If you haven't listened to Strike, I'd love to hear Lee Malaby's take on on what you were talking about the DC universe because he's very. <laughs> he won't be uh, out there. Well, uh, but you know, you make some good points. So I, you know, yeah, I, I think you know, I'd like to think he, if he listens to it, it would be with um, an open agenda rather than a closed book. But uh, yeah, this is Malady we're talking about, yeah. This is well, well, look, I know what I've just said, and I know it's almost a, a contradiction. But Malady might be listening, and he might, uh, <laughs> he might, he might surprise us all. Um, he, he will. will, he will still turn around and say that Batman vs Superman is amazing. But I'd like to see what he thinks about the the DC universe, and I expect uh, a message from him about Thursday. Um, having listened to this, having a go at me for what I've just said, but that's fine. I say Thursday because obviously this podcast is now going to release at least two days late. Um, <laughs> that, <laughs> thanks, that thanks, message Chris. from Lee will come in way after the one from Disney Brit. So who are we who are we having a go at next? <laughs> hey, right, who we got? I tell you right, what, who's on the list next? I would, who doesn't want to come on our show? I would love who's on the shit list. I would absolutely love to find out that the. Like in, in two or three episodes time with Disney Brit, they start talking about KFC for no reason. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll definitely know. <laughs> no, only nobody can do random like we do. That is very true. I do. <laughs> you know what? I do listen to this podcast back every now and again, and I do think we've almost got a cheek calling it a Disney podcast. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. We've However. Sp- we spent 22 minutes, and I think about eight minutes of that have been about Disney content, <laughs> and that was and that was about somebody like somebody's ashes being blown yeah, into still, people's faces. It's still related. It's still yeah. It's all related. It's related. That's about it. The dude.
This After Dark podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Hi, this is Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel, proud sponsor of the Dis After Dark podcast. How can you be prepared for your next Disney vacation? By booking with me. You don't want to be that guy that's stuck in the crowds, waiting in the four-hour Pandora lines, and being turned away at restaurants. Contact me at WPMagicJourneys.com. Tell me you heard this ad at Dis After Dark to get $25 off your deposit. Best of all, there's no charge for my services, so Hakuna Matata, because you will... Yeah, um, just just go back to that though. Just go back to Chris's original story. Yeah, and I don't know if if you guys have had the same experience. No, but, I've never know. had ash blowing in my face. <laughs> no, not not that one. Oh, no. right, sorry. <laughs> so, so obviously, you know, we've been we've been to Disney quite a few times, and we we know a bit about the topic. Yes. And word kind of gets around, you know, that you're a bit strange, and, and <laughs> you go to Disney more often than you should, and yeah. things like that, but. I don't know if you guys have found it, but we were talking about this at the weekend, you know, we'll have people who'll say, we're thinking about going to Disney next year, and we'll say, oh, okay, and they'll say, look, you know, you you go a lot, so we'll be looking for some information, and you say, yeah, fine, not a problem, actually quite enjoy helping people out like that, and then you'll hear nothing, and then you'll get a call or whatever, you bump into them, and they'll say, oh, yeah, um, Disney. So we've booked for Disney. Now, now we want you to tell us all about it. And the, the the thing about that is they've probably made the two biggest decisions uh, when to go and where to stay before they then ask for any information. Yep. And we just find that again and again and again. So it probably isn't really relevant to too many people listening because most people listening have probably already been to Disney and and have got a good idea of what's going on. But if there's anybody out there who who is thinking about going and has never been, talk to people before you make those two decisions. Paul, Paul no word of a lie, this happened to me this bloody week. Hmm. Yeah, I've, right. I've had the fr- same thing. Yeah. Right, friends yeah. of my partner, right, they... Hmm. Went to Florida last year. They went at the wrong time. It was awful for them, but they still loved yeah. it enough to want to go back this year, right? Mm, so yeah. I said to them, when you go back, let me know because there's so much going on. When you go in September, I said, great. I mean, great. You're going the best time because there's all this stuff mm-hmm. happening at the end of September, all this Halloween Horror Night stuff. You'll love it, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, yeah. I don't know they've gone. They get there. I see on Facebook they're going here, they're everywhere. They've got two weeks in the Hard Rock Hotel. Jesus. So yeah, I know. Mm. So I thought, right, they've spent their Ouch. money. You know, they're, they're actually going to, you know, they're actually there doing this. I thought, great. Yep. So I emailed them. I said, you know, you do realise you're going to be there for Halloween Horror Nights. This is like the most brilliant, unique event you're ever going to be, right? Mm-hmm. So I said, what are your dates? They go, oh, we come home on the 14th of September. <laughs> I said, the event starts on the bloody 15th. <laughs> 
That's, that is the Oops. way. That is the way. What about what was your experience, Paul Dobbs? Paul Dobbs? Paul Dobbs? Uh, I was literally in the car with my brother yesterday, and he was asking me the exact same questions. Mm-hmm. Like, completely going, oh, when when should I go? What, what do you think is best for certain things? And I was like, yeah. well, I can tell you this much, but then I can guarantee if he goes and does it, it'll, he won't ask me again. Mm. He'll mm. just go and book it and... He did the same. He went. He had to go to LA a couple of years ago. Didn't even didn't even come to me and say, "Oh, where shall I stay?" Because he had to drive north. He wasn't actually staying in LA. And he ended up booking a hotel at Disney <laughs> when he got there. And I was like, "That's not gone north. completely the wrong way." <laughs> and you've not even asked me. And I've been there four times. And you've not even not even asked me. And I'm like, no, oh, no. "He'll do it. George He'll crazy. do it again." I've, I've, I got, I've got I've got two quick two quick stories. One was um, some friends of ours. This is a couple of years ago. And they said, look, we're going to go to Disney. You know, we'll have you around. We'll have a few drinks. We'll have something to eat. You can, you know, you can help us plan it. Make we a said, twist yeah, great. Yeah. You know, yeah, a twist. You know, that always comes out later on. Car keys in the bowl. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, we get there and we had a few drinks. And said, right, okay, so, so when are you thinking of going? Oh, no. No, no, we we know when we're going. We've got that all all sorted out. We've we've booked, and I'm like, oh, okay, all right. So I thought, say nothing, you know, don't want to don't want to put a dampener on it for them. Try and make the best of it and see what help you can give them. Mm. But I said, so so when are you going? And they said, oh, we've been we've been really quite clever here. Um, <laughs> no, you haven't. Because yeah, because it's <laughs> because it just happened to be that that year was. The daughter was the same age as our daughter, and it was GCSE year, and they finished the GCSEs quite early, so they were actually finished the GCSEs in May. Yeah, and so they booked to go at the beginning of July, before all the kids go on holiday. Right, so they were they were they were getting there on the third of July, not <laughs> realizing that actually the American school kids go on holiday at the beginning of June, and they were gone there just before the fourth of July. The busiest, hottest, wettest, most humid time of the year. No, they still had a fantastic time, and we gave them as much advice and information as we could. But yeah, you know, just you know, asking that first question about when's a good time to go. Well, and then the other one was a guy who'd never been really excited to go, wanted to go, and I said, "Yeah, okay, you know, any information you want, fine." And then he comes in on a Monday morning and said, "I booked for Disney." And I'm like, oh, okay, I thought we were going to talk about it. Well, yeah, but I ended up in a travel agent at the weekend, so I booked this holiday. And he started telling me about this holiday, and it cost him. This is the first time he's been to Disney. Two young kids, 10 grand it cost him. How is he Italian? No, he had a Savannah view at the Animal Kingdom Lodge for two weeks. He had tickets for everything. If you added all the tickets up, he had about a month of tickets. He had two, you know, he length to stay for Disney. He had a two-week Universal, SeaWorld, multi-hopper. Yeah, you the know. Orlando ticket. Yeah, yeah it, I mean, he absolutely got fleeced by the travel agent. And you think, oh, okay, first time they've been there. You know, they got tickets for stuff that we haven't even seen, and we've been there fourteen times or whatever it is. There's pretty reason why though. I mean, the, the the thing the thing is, because um, I'll, I'll talk about my experience in a minute. Um, but 
I think the biggest problem. So, just in case you're listening to this, and also, I think what's good to remember is that we have people that listen to this that may have only ever been to Disneyland Paris, um, and will also have people that have only ever gone to Disney World, and will have mm-hmm. people that have gone to no Disney parks. I'm sure there must be a few. Um, but I think that the biggest mistake when anyone decides to go to Disney for the first time, and if they don't have somebody that's gone before and have done the things that you know your friends have, have, have all done in, in your examples, is you go into a Thomas Cook, uh, other, I'd say other travel agents are available, but let's be honest, when was the last time you saw Lund Polly? Exactly. Um, <laughs> I can't remember it yet. Going places there. Going places was yeah, the other one. I was the other one. Um, but, I mean, I remember going into, uh, it might have been a Thomas Cook about... Uh, must be about eight, nine years ago now. We'd been to Florida once and we decided that it'd be really nice to go and see Disneyland. So we went in there and we spoke to a travel agent and we was looking into going to Disneyland for a few days and going to Vegas and all this. And uh, they're so pushy because obviously they they get paid for, for sales. Um, and they were trying to really get us to commit to this. In the end, we never took the holiday. We ended up going back to Orlando about a year later. Um, and I think it was about two weeks in in uh, LA and and that that coast, the West Coast. So we was doing LA for a few days, enough time to do Disney and Universal, and then drive down to Vegas um, and car hire. So we did a bit of Route 66 and all that. And um, I think it was about three or four grand or something mm. which seemed quite a lot which is why we didn't go mm. for it but they were really really pushy and they kept phoning us up afterwards as well saying oh have you made a decision have you made a decision and the thing is what you've got to remember when you go as a travel agent when you go into a travel agent is that their job is to sell and the more you buy the more commission they make and I think if you don't know what you're after it's a very easy trap to fall into because they're not going to say to you, oh, the best time of year to go is October or, or September. You know, they will just try and get you in when it costs the most money. Because that's how they make their money. Um, and, you know, it's, and, and that's, you know, any travel agents listening. And I'm talking, you know, this is different to online travel agents. So I think if you go and speak, you know, I, I, I've got friends that have got um, acquaintances that have got a, an online business. Um you know, if you go and speak to an independent travel agent, I think the experience is slightly different. Um, I tend to find their interests are more um, about what you want to do and when you want to do it, rather than trying to upsell you everything. But um, don't go for the first quote. Go and speak to a travel agent and get the information and say thank you very much, and then go and speak to somebody else. Or go and speak to your friends, and then make a decision. Because quite often the first offer you get is not the best one. It's and if you haven't got any for. friends, come and speak to us. Exactly. Well, I was saying, <laughs> we you know, specialise in people who have no friends. The other week, <laughs> that's why we do podcasts. The other week, <laughs> I mentioned um, my work colleague Stuart had asked me about um, tips for Disneyland Paris because his son wanted to go. Now he's gone before, but he asked me because he knew that um, I'm mm. a bit of a nut for it. So therefore, even though he he's gone before, he said, you know, you might have a, a, more of an idea of you know, best time to go or cheaper time to go or cheaper way of finding a deal, whatever. So yeah. it makes sense. Our, na- our old neighbours, so we used to live in a, we used to live in a flat and the neighbours across from us, we used to get on with really well. 
and they knew that we had gone to Disneyland Paris a lot. We talked to them about it, and we had just booked to go away um, for a mini moon after we got married before we went to um, Orlando. So, um, you know, we, we talked to them a few times about it, and then um, they come over one night and said, oh, we've booked to go to Disneyland Paris. And I was like, oh, great. Um, you know, what are you doing? And they said, oh, we're going, um, we're getting there Saturday afternoon, and we're coming back Sunday night, and uh, it's only cost us 600 quid. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah. And she said, oh, yeah, you know, we're staying. And they were staying at, uh, uh, I think they were staying at, like, Santa Fe or something. Oh. So not, not even, like, uh, you know, one of the, the top hotels. And that was Eurostar, um, and essentially one night and two days. But they weren't there for two days because they got there around lunchtime and they left about three o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday. Mm. So really they were there for a day. Yeah. And like, I didn't yeah. want to like say that to them, but like when they left, we like turned around to each other and was like, they spent £600 for two adults to go for a day. Mm. But they, yeah. to them that was a good deal because they'd been told, I think they booked it through lastminute.com or something like that. And so they were like, oh, well, if it's, you know, through them, they, it's always a good price. But they've done mm. absolutely no research. And I thought, if you just come and ask us, bearing in mind we talked about it, you know, recently with them, you know, we went away for five days, about a month later, then we went in November, they went in October. Um, and for five days, including Eurostar, it costs us less than them for one day. Yeah. It costs us like 500 yeah. quid. So, um, yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, yeah, I mean, we were talking about this at the weekend, you know, because it, it happened recently. Um, some some friends who booked up, you know, they they said, "Oh, we'll ask you about it," but but booked everything up really. Mm. And Kerry said, "You know what? You know why do people do that?" And yeah, you know, I'm not having a go at people because I think I think normally you go on holiday somewhere and you don't need to do a lot of research. You know, you you yeah. kind of research the place and you know you've. You probably don't have too many options on flights, and you might check out the TripAdvisor on the hotel. Is that a good hotel and things like that? But you know, Disney and, and in particular Universal, uh, sorry, Orlando, is is a sort of different beast, really. It's so complex, or or it could be fairly straightforward. You could just book it through a travel agent and go, and you'll have a great time. But with all the things that you've got now, like fast passes and booking your ADRs and the dining plan and everything else, there is quite a lot of scope to get more out of it or tweak it or customise it or whatever. And and so to a large extent, it's, it's fairly unique as a holiday. And, um, you know, you get people like us who have been a few times and can really help. Uh, it doesn't have to be us. It could be somebody else who's been a couple of times. But it makes a big difference because the number of times people have gone for the first time and they come back, and you haven't spoken to them about it before they've gone, but then they come back and they say, oh, you know, we've just come back from from, from Orlando. And you say, well, did you go to Disney? Yeah. Did you did you see Fantasmic? Um, no, no, we didn't do that. What about Wishes? No, no, we didn't do that. We didn't, you know, we, we got there first thing in the morning and by the evening we were exhausted and the kids were tired, so we took them back. And just things like that. And you think, well, okay, I don't want to make them, I don't want to make them feel like they've missed something. But, you know, there are some things that they've missed or, you know, they could have maybe got a bit more for their money mm. if uh, if they talked to somebody who'd been there 
before. So, um, but have you ever had the ones where you say to them, "How did you get on?" and they'll go, bah, "Rubbish, really. You never go back there. I don't know what people will see in it." And then you say to them, "Well, what did you do? Did you go here? No. Did you go there? No. Did you know about this? No." Mm. You know. Yeah, I've had a couple like that. I mean, most, most people, I think, have a great time because you, you know, you, you can go, just turn up, and it's so good. There are so many good things to do. Most people will. Will go to Disney. Most people will go to Universal because that's what they know about. But um, but then w- what I've found is it's probably the people who have been the first time and and realise actually there is more to get out of this holiday. And those are the ones that have got the questions. Whereas you would think really it's the first timers who have never been would be the ones that would ask you all the questions. But they don't they don't really know you know what's out there or how big it is or how complex it can be or well i think i mean i I, um when i first heard that confrontation was closing down so what was that 2002 three around that time um i I was gutted no as i mentioned loads of times on this podcast it was the, the first um seeing that as a kid was the first time i knew i wanted to go to a theme park even before disney Seeing there was a King Kong ride, that's what I wanted to do. And so I was determined to go. Now, I had parents that didn't want to fly. And I was, uh, I must have been about 20. It must have been about 20. If it's 2003, I was 20, right? So I, I heard this was closing down. I thought, wow, um, you know, I need to go. Now's the time. Like, if I'm ever going to do it, I've got to do it now. Um, I looked into it and I, I couldn't afford to go and I was gutted. But the one thing that I didn't realise until I actually did get out to Orlando um, a few years later is how, and you mentioned it, how big it is. Mm. Now, I, I can't drive. I, I'm trying to learn at the moment, but I don't at the moment drive. Um, had I gone to Orlando, and I would have gone by myself as well, it would have been a completely solo trip. If I had gone to Orlando and not realised how big it was and, and how you pretty much even need to have a car or get cabs everywhere to get you know anywhere around Orlando I wouldn't have gone um that was the first thing that that you know got me when we went is just mm. how big it is I mean it's the roads are ridiculous I mean we stayed on iDrive um fairly near the McDonald's uh and I say the McDonald's because everyone knows that McDonald's mm. um so we was near there near there and um you know, I just couldn't believe how big the road was. Because the roads are pretty much, you know, I'd say two or three times the size of a normal road that we're used to here. Maybe mm. more than that, actually. I mean, they are big, wide roads, aren't they? And, yeah. you know, you, you don't... I mean, you, you can walk to, you know, shops and wherever you need to go, but everything is so big, it takes ages. I'm looking at a map and thinking, oh, there's a Taco Bell here. And then I looked into how long it would take to walk there, because on the map it didn't look that far away, and it was like an hour and a half. It's on the same road. It's at the oh, end of iDrive. But... I did the same thing in Vegas a couple of years ago, and my partner still oh. berates me for that, because we wanted to see Penn and Teller, and we was at the um, Caesars Palace. Oh, wow. Yeah, Rio is a trek. And the Rio, on the map, looks, oh, it's just behind this hotel. Oh, my God. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, I bet it wasn't an easy walk either. That's why I didn't go uh-huh. to. Uh, I tried to walk to In and Out Burger, and it was uh-huh. the worst. It was the worst thing in the world because I could see In and Out Burger, and then I could see the pavement disappear 
into like highway and there was just no way other than getting a cab and I thought do I really want to pay to get a cab to get a burger it just sounds ludicrous I mean of course now I think that that was a stupid thing I should have done it but um, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking um, Orlando well American General you just cannot comprehend the size of it it is just just such a big country um I think anyone that doesn't do at least a little bit of planning to go to Disney World um, or Orlando in general is really missing out because it will shock you when you get there how big and vast everything is. Uh, I mean, my wife had gone... My wife had gone um, before when she was younger. So she knew exactly what it was like. But for me, it just blew uh, blew my mind. Just, Just just crazy the size of, of everything out there and that's not even the food portions which are also for me it's, it's still the people that think Animal Kingdom Epcot Hollywood Studios and the Magic Kingdom are all one park yeah, yeah. or Harry Potter is its own park yeah 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 that's 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 actually true I, was, I suppose as well um, and I think anyone that goes you know anyone that's been to Disneyland Paris because I mean you know that was my first park and I think a lot of people it will probably be their first Disney park. And to go from that, where not only can you walk there from the hotels, it doesn't take, you know, the longest walk from a hotel, uh, like a Disney hotel, is what, 20 minutes? If yeah, that. Take, yeah, yeah. I'd say, you know, 15, 20 minutes from this, like Santa Fe or whatever to the park. Um, and the fact that, you know, Disneyland is, you know, a three or four minute walk from the studios. You know, when you're used to that, and you go to Disney World, and you know you can't walk to another park. It's uh, you know that in, is, as well is kind of mind blowing because you don't. I mean, Disney World is what the size of Manchester. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, you know it's big. Um, just to kind of give you an idea for those that haven't been, and in fact, I've just um, this summer two people, one I used to go to school with, um, went to Disneyland Paris for the first time. And uh, a girl that I used to work with, um, she went to Florida for the first time. And um, I, I, I haven't spoken to them yet, but I, I did think about reaching out to them because I just would be interested to hear um, their take on it and just their preparation um, because it was their first times at both of those parks. Because um, I think it is interesting. I think, um, you know, the first time we do something like that, it, you know, it can even make or break, as you say. Like most people love it, but you do get people that have a terrible time, and it's normally just because they had no idea what to expect. Yeah, you know, they thought it was just you know, you're you, you're at a hotel and you drive down the road and you're at Disney and you know you walk to everything and you don't have to have fast passes and you know queues aren't very long and you realise you can't get into your favourite restaurants, for example. You know, it's um, yeah. Anyway, that was mm-hmm. that was uh, a good tangent, but well, yeah, I think many planning session. Yeah, I think I think, but you know, some good advice there. So, anyone listening, and if you haven't done you know a trip like this before, you're going for the first time, speak to someone. Just reach yeah, be- out. Um, plenty of Disney before groups. Yeah, plenty of Disney groups. Um, go and get some prices because um, you know ten. Who, who was it said ten grand? Was that you? Yeah. That yeah. was my uh, yeah, uh, Animal Kingdom Savannah friend. Yeah. Um, now, I mean, the thing is, I know people, uh, I see it in Facebook groups all the time, actually, where they go, oh, I've just got this quote, what's the price like? Because they don't know. And that they, are, they will ask, like, 
thousands of strangers. You know, this is what I've been quoted. Uh, mm. Is that a good price? And even that, you know, whilst some people get annoyed by that because you get a lot of people asking the same kind of questions, even that will give you an indication on, you know, whether that's not bad or whether you're being completely ripped off. And mm. I've seen, you know, if you're prepared to, or if you're able to kind of go last minute, um, you can get some amazing deals to to Florida. You don't kind of get those deals to Paris. You never kind of get like late minute deals like that. I don't think at Disneyland Paris, but um, you know, I've I've seen flights to Florida for like three hundred pound return. Okay, you've got to add your, your hotels and stuff like that on top, but. You know, it's a massive saving. I've seen people pay almost thousand pounds for flights before. You know, depending yeah. on the time of year. So, um, there's always a cheaper way to do it. Always a cheaper way. Um, and if mm. they don't want to throw it out to thousands of strangers, there's six strangers here that are mm-hmm. willing That's to help. Right. That's right. Don't get any stranger than us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. except except for people throwing ashes in people's faces on Aerosmith flights. <laughs> um, anyway. And Craig. Well, yeah, that's a, that's a different story. Um, right, so uh, there's not been a whole lot of news, which isn't the reason for padding, but uh, there's been a few bits and pieces. But I know, um, PWG, there was a few things that you wanted to, uh, yeah, to mention. A couple of news bits. Um, they've started demolition on Ellen's Energy Adventure. Oh, they've started land clearing already. Um, I think Guardians may be with us a bit quicker than we were expecting. Well, it's funny you say that because um, I actually got Guardians today. <laughs> but On I the DVD? Yeah. I was expecting it, was out it today. today. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I've got my steelbook in the post. In fact, I got two because I forgot I ordered two by mistake. So one's going back. But uh, yes, uh, my Guardians just arrived today and I was finally able to show my children the uh, the intro to Guardians of the Galaxy because uh, I don't you know what that's what your friend said today Porn Strike that was the first point I was like right I don't think me and him are going to get on was the fact that he thought Guardians was a poor sequel and that Spider Man was an amazing film I liked yeah. Spider Man a lot but I think Guardians was a very good sequel so yeah, I, see honestly, we're gonna see I thought Guardians I thought Guardians was better than the first one I I've got to uh, rewatch it. I mean, on, on first watch, I didn't feel quite that strongly about it, in, you know, if it was better than the first one. But as as far as sequels go, I think it was bloody good. And I think that opening bit with um, the battle with the uh, the space monster yeah. is still probably the best scene I've seen this year. Yeah. You know? And it's I've it, seen it Boss totally Baby. It comes out of nowhere. It's just so well done. It's just the, yeah. just watching it again today. I mean, my daughter was cracking up. My son was completely enthralled in, in by it. I mean, she wanted to watch more, but it was like it's a bit violent. Um, she's only four, um, <laughs> and even seeing like a, a space alien get ripped apart, you know, that was just about doable because it wasn't, you know, blood. But even so, that was a little bit touch and go. But the opening sequence when you've got this amazing battle going on in the background. And you can barely see what's going on because the com- the complete focus is on Baby Groot, and you don't mind that. Like no one sits there going, oh, "I wish I could see what's going on in the background." No, because all you care about is Baby Groot, yeah. and that's the right answer to everything. And it was it was the fact that they sold that scene as being like a major part of the film in the trailers. 
Yes. And you had expected it to be this huge, great big scene in the middle of the film. And it's not, yeah. it's the opening scene. Yeah, yeah, and it's almost thrown away as well. Yeah. It's just it, very, very brave filmmaking, I think, with that, and just shows why it's so good, and probably why the Sarsky and Hutt reboot's going to be alright as well. Yeah. Safe hands. Um, anyway, so, do you, you really think it's going to come quicker than we was expecting? I think so. Wow. When you consider it's only one ride, Yes. Yeah, the the problem is, though, they don't know what the ride's going to be yet. Well... Well, we don't, anyway. They might, we don't. Yeah. I think they know now. Right, okay. I don't think they would have closed Ellen if they didn't know what they were putting in there. Well, I suppose... (laughs) Do my my best Jim Hill impression. Um, (laughs) I think the thing is, whether they did or not, they had to... They had to have got rid of Ellen. You know, yeah. they. You may be right. They may know exactly what they're putting in there or not. But even if they didn't, I mean, how long is it going to take to clear Ellen out completely, ready for them to start? A month, maybe. Yeah. So, and how long has it been closed already? Uh, two weeks. Two, three, three weeks. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So I reckon they probably. I know a lot of the stuff's already been taken out. Right. This is now land clearing. Yeah. That they're doing. So they're even on the the level in the land bit already. So, is that I like living by the it. land, or? Yeah, well, it's opposite, isn't it? So oh, well. <laughs> maybe that's go. what it's going to be: living <laughs> with the land and level with the land <laughs> on the opposite side. Start growing Mickey pumpkins <laughs> there, or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but now I think I think it's going to come sooner than people are expecting. I, I I hope it does because um, whilst I mean, obviously Hollywood Studios at the moment is the um, the unloved park. Um, yeah. with good reason there's barely anything there um, I think Epcot does need some new attractions and hopefully some more thrilling attractions do we know what it's going to be this ride it's going to be a teacup ride uh, no <laughs> that's it no I mean that's the thing I mean even from the artist's um, impressions of what was going to go in there you didn't really get a clear sense of what it was going to be I mean I think there's going to be a collector's type museum like they've got at California um, that's what you said as well Paul wasn't it yeah I think yeah. I think they've got to include something like that the only other thing I can think of that it might be the Novacore building okay yeah that would make sense uh, looking at the build at the the artwork, it kind of does look like all glass and silver and stuff. So I, it could be that, mm. which would make sense, especially if they're going to do like a roller coaster type thing. I think that that'd fit as well. Yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting. I mean, it would also play into the other thing they've got to consider is you know obviously the Guardian's going to be included in this, so it's what. Um, Literation they're going to go for. Are they going to go for Volume 1? Or are they going to go for the probably more universally beloved Volume 2? And I'm yeah. and now I'm talking about, you know, mainly what type of group. Yeah. Um, and I would have thought that they'd probably be more interested in trying to get Baby Groot in there than regular Groot. Yeah, we say that though, but the artwork had full-size Groot on it, didn't that? That's what, yeah, I, absolutely. But I think... You know, I I don't think maybe they anticipated how beloved Baby Groot would be. I wonder whether they're going to try and tie it into the the Fourth Avengers, not in the, in sen- in the sense of the ride, but maybe 
the characters and when it opens. Well, the only thing with um, with going down a, the the Nova Core for you know first Guardians is you'd really not be able to do it without Glenn Close. You could probably do it with John C. Riley, who probably would be a bit cheaper. Yeah. Um, and it's already under the Disney banner. They're already going to have him in the studio, aren't they, for Wreck-It Ralph? Oh, of course they are. Yeah. I forgot. Uh, he, he loves Florida. Does he? He does He does Halloween Horror Nights, doesn't he? He sometimes? does. Yeah, he does. Oh, yeah. Wow. I, I love John C. Riley. I don't think... I, I think he improves every film. We were talking about Kong the other day. Because I love Kong. I know um, mm. you do as well. Yeah. Um, but um, we, I was saying that as good as a film as it, as it is anyway, I think his he's role in it just kind of pushed it up to the next level. It took what was already a good film into a an even better film. Yeah. I think he just... like. Almost, you put him into anything, and he, it's improved. Um, Wreck it, Ralph. My love of, of the musicals. He was really good in Chicago as well. Never seen Chicago, um, but I but I don't know why. Um, and knowing he's got a big part in it um, means that I should. But I mean, I still even now I still love Step Brothers. If that film, if I flick the channel over when that's on, I will sit and watch the rest of that film. It's so stupid, but I love it. Um, his work with Tim and Eric, Dr. Steve Brawl, is an amazing character. And having someone of his calibre doing such a stupid show, it, it, it's just, just mind-boggling to me. And he's been around forever as well. He just yeah. seems to have been around forever. And he's never really been the main actor. Has he? He's never had like a massive starring role. He's always the bit player. But he always um, so John C. Riley. If you're listening, we'd love to have you on. I think that's enough ask looking for him for tonight. Um, but uh, can I tell you my sad Guardians of the Galaxy story? Your sad Guardians of the Galaxy story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the actress that plays Gamora. Yeah. Yeah. She is a huge, like, literally humongous Halloween Horror Nights fan. Wow. And we found this out, and we reached out, and we said, would you like to come on to a show called Scare Zone? And she said yes, and it was all lined up. And then she went into marketing for Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and the press people handing that film said, no, 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 you can't talk to podcasts. What are you talking about? So it fell through. But Guardians is done now. No, no. Go no, after no, again. Go no. after again. Um, that is that is sad. But uh, so if you're listening, because she you know, obviously would love, you know, she loves podcasts. Yeah, clearly, um, clearly. You know, yeah. I mean, she may even steal one of your catchphrases and put it in one of her films, Nick. You never know. I would love, I would love for her in the next Avatar film, which I think is Avatar Two: Electric Boogaloo, um, to mention <laughs> her wife. Uh, <laughs> Or that other James Cameron films are available. She could also do that. Uh, and are also much better than this film. <laughs> well, we, we don't know. <laughs> Even when two. they released 30 years later. Oh, man. Terminator <laughs> 2, 3D. Hello, Sailor. Oh, how did you... Where, why, how, when? Come on, tell us. What do you, you make it sound like... I, well, I'm, I don't get invited to exclusive events. That's your bag. 
<laughs> I just went to my local cinema to watch it. <laughs> How? Why? Why was it on? So it, what it was, it was the um, it was the thirtieth. No, can't have been. Twentieth no, anniversary. The twentieth anniversary of Judgment Day. So in Terminator 2 Judgment Day, it takes pl- uh, Judgment Day is the 29th of August 1997. I think the film came out in 91 originally, but that's what day Judgment Day is. Isn't that the day that um, Princess Diana died? <laughs> and you know what? Two days shy. Two oh, days shy, yeah. I think it was the 31st. Um, but, yeah, pretty close. Um, so, I mean, it was her Judgment Day. Um, <laughs> too soon? Look, I went to buy. I went to. I went to Kinsley's Gardens when she died. Man, I saw those flowers. I've got a lot of respect. Um, goodbye, those rolls. So, um, so that's what I did it, and it's not the first time they've done something like that because um, I was in. Um, we, we was in Orlando when it was uh, a Back to the Future anniversary it was 30 years um it was that they were showing it the night that he goes back in time and it must it could have been 30 it must have been 25 years um it must have been the 25th anniversary but of the night that he goes back in time in the film so it was like october 10th or something it was something like that 1985 so we went to see the film that night 25 years later and you've got like wow. a special poster for going. So um, that w- I, I believe that was the reason. I mean, I think Jim Cameron's been... Um, I call him Jim. Good mate. Um, <laughs> good old, me good and Jim. Jim eh? me We've and... got loads of friends called Jim, haven't we? That's right. Jim, well... Jim, Jim Cameron. Um, Jimmy Tarbuck. So, um, I couldn't think of Tabble. any other Jims. Well, we do talk about him quite a lot, but we shouldn't do. <laughs> Um, yet another episode with Jimmy Savile reference. It's going to be that <laughs> ghost that always haunts us. Thank and the Rolf Harris we had. <laughs> oh, yes! oh, it's a 70s <laughs> sex offender special tonight. Show title. Um, Allegedly. Alleg- no, no, no. No, proven. proven. No, proven. proven. Um, One of them you guys ever been to see a Gary Glitter concert? <laughs> I was just, oh, just wondering. Oh, do you want to be in my gang? Um, the fact that they still played at, at, at ice hockey games is uh, bewildering to me. But there you go. Um, so yeah, so I, I think he'd been trying for a long time to get a three D re release going because obviously he'd done it with Titanic as well, hadn't he? Um, and I'm hearing rumours now of an Aliens one. I mean, a man loves three D. I love three D, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about the Aliens one, but anyway, it was it was really good. Um, it was the first time I got to see it in a cinema with um, an audience because I was too when it first came out. You know, we were other than Mister D we too right. young. Um, yeah, we were. So um, so I never saw it the first time. So it was really good to see it on a big screen. It was really good to see it in three D. The conversion was really really good. You wouldn't have thought it hadn't have been filmed in two D. It felt very natural. There was a few pop-out effects, you know, like guns being waved in your face, but on the whole, it was quite subtle, and it was just really well done. Um, the, um, it, But it was good. People laughed at the right times, and it was just a good experience. And I think, um, I think they should do it with more films, to be honest, because, I mean, it was sold out. Uh, my screen was sold out, in fact, to the point where they moved it into a bigger screen. 
so they could get more people in. And some of... I went to see it at Cineworld. And um, they also... Some of them also showed it again on Saturday because the, the Tuesday night showings had sold out. So, um, yeah, it, it, it obviously proved to be quite popular. It's being re-released on Blu-ray as well. So doing a 3D re-release of it. I think they're doing a 4K release of it uh, later this month. Um... So, so yeah, it's it's definitely worth watching. It really holds up well. And what I liked was it reminded me of going to see T2 3D at Universal. Which I would love to go and see one last time before it closes. I don't know if I'm going to get back over there before it does. But if I do, I'd definitely like to go and see it. Because I don't know how many years it's got left. But, you know, it is a little bit dated, isn't it? Well, I, I think the rumours that we were hearing... Um, it was like imminent, and then all of a sudden the, the reins were pulled on it. So I wonder what's That's happening good. with that because that was Walking Dead, wasn't it? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, well, attraction's it... awful. <laughs> what Terminator? <laughs> no, oh. Walking Dead. <laughs> well, I don't know. I've not done. I've not done the Hollywood version. I've not seen the Hollywood version. Maybe oh, it's all right. Oh, it's okay. literally you. You walk through. It's like a room, and you walk through it, and there's about three zombies in there, Did and I... that's about it. Did they play Jamie the, the the song "Zombie" by Jamie T? Because that would have been no, entertaining. Just the shitty theme tune from The Walking Dead. Yeah, he's a bit, <laughs> over, he's a bit overrated that song actually. Hey, our Craig loves that song. I'll stick up for him while he's not. <laughs> Craig loves everything. Yeah, I'm sure if I took a picture of my dog going a shit, he'd like that as well. <laughs> Until he saw another dog shit, and then that'd be the best dog shit ever. Um, <laughs> I love you, man. I love you. Um, but he does love everything. I I I just think that Terminator. Well, I, I think it's interesting because I think really it's probably come to the end of its life. In uh, especially for like locals, how many people still go and see Terminator at Universal? But isn't it in like a year's time or two years' time, Jim Cameron gets the rights back to it? Yeah. So he can start doing what he wants with the franchise again. So then I don't know. Should it? Should just get an upgrade instead? Should they hold on until we can start making new films? Like, decent films? I didn't see the last one, but I saw the one before that. With uh, Christian Bale's fa- you know, famous rant at the uh, the light guy. <laughs> I love that. I didn't that. see that one. Uh, well, I mean, that, obviously that doesn't make the final cut. But Christian Bale's rant at the lighting guy on the set of Terminator Salvation is one, still one of my favourite things in life. Yeah. If you've never heard it, it is just brilliant. It's the best meltdown you've ever heard. La di da. It's great, absolutely great. Probably his best acting, actually. Christian Bale's never coming on this podcast. Um, it's got nothing to do with Disney. It's all right. Yeah, it's true. That's true. Um, okay, so so Guardians. That's where we were. Guardians might be coming soon. <laughs> Tangents, the tangents we go on, <laughs> phenomenal. Um, was there was there any other news that you wanted to mention? Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> I still have my hands. I think Paul had another one. Yeah, I've one more little one. Um, another ride closure, Excuse. this time in Hong Kong. Oh, uh, Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blasters is no more. Already, uh, they have they have closed it now. Um, yeah. They had a whole ceremony of Buzz leaving Tomorrowland. And finding his new home in Toy Story Land. 
Uh, so there was there was a picture of Buzz with all the the cast members from Tomorrowland, and then uh, another picture of him uh, meeting a couple of cast members from from Toy Story Land and being greeted by Woody and Jesse. Did he have one of those uh, knapsacks? It did. It kind of looked stick like over it. the kind shoulder. Like was, yeah, <laughs> it, it, he'd have a space pack, though, wouldn't they? Really? Too shy. Too shy. But um. Yeah, so they're they're about to start work on the the Ant Man ride in Tomorrowland. I've got to be honest. Does anyone else think it's a bit of an odd fit? Kind of, yeah. I just think of all the Marvel properties. Like I saw Ant Man, and I've always I'm always going to be a bit biased to it because, you know, to me, Ant Man should have been Edgar Wright's film. And it wasn't Edgar uh, Wright's film. I've got a story about that. Oh! i got a story about that. I was going to LA, and we were flying with Virgin, and he was on our aeroplane. And <laughs> when we got to the other side, it was literally, it was just uh, me and my partner and him were the only like foreigners on the plane, I think. Everyone else was American. So you know you've got the foreigners queue, the Americans queue. So we're in immigration, and he's right in front of me. Have I told you this story before? No. Okay, okay. So he's right in front of me. He's clicking away on his phone, tweeting on, on Twitter and all this. Anyway, someone tells him to put his phone away, and he gets oh, oh, like, don't you know who I am, sort of attitude. Puts it in his pocket, goes up to the immigration, gets his stamp, stamp, stamp. And then in, in LAX, when you go there, you literally walk through immigration, and your bags are there, and then there's the door to go. That is, it's quite... There's loads of little terminals, basically. Hmm. So anyway, he goes up to the uh, turnstile, and um, this uh, like driver, I assume, comes up, big tall bloke. Not a baby driver, him. No, not a baby driver. He okay. comes up with, with a trolley, and he, he goes, uh, Mr. Edgar Wright, and he goes, uh, yeah, he went, that one, that one, that one, and he just drops his hand luggage on the floor, and then walks out the terminal. And this man is clambering, putting his bags onto this trolley, and then putting his uh, hand luggage on, blah, 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 blah. And I thought to myself, what an absolute... Well, I won't say what I yeah, what yeah, I thought, yeah, 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 just in case he sues. But he just Sausage. had... Yeah, well, he, he gave the impression of being such a, a knob, basically. Anywho, then... You know then yeah, go on. I, I Google, uh, Google him, it comes up that Disney had just fired him. So I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because I've got to be honest. I um, I uh, was in. I, I just started my first job in the media industry, and it was uh, a few months after um, Hot Fuzz had come out. No, in fact, it was just as Hot Fuzz was coming out because I was working in a edit, um, a, like a post house they call it, a post production facility. And um, he was editing the DVD extras for it. And uh, so he was in nearly every day. And I was like a massive Edgar Wright fan. I, you know, I love space. Um, I turned down the chance to be a zombie in Shaun of the Dead because I decided to go to university that day to go. Didn't want to miss my lecture. Tosser. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. What, what a dickhead. Um, my biggest regret in life. Um, and I've been engaged twice. And... Um, like, it was like oh, I can't believe like this is this is amazing, and um, but I, but you weren't allowed to really like kind of talk to the talent uh, as it were. You you were supposed to kind of be clean. So um, I was allowed to go, like, go and say, oh, you know, can I can I get you anything? Can you like always have like ask for a green tea or whatever? But I couldn't 
actually go, oh, I love your work, or anything like that. Anyway, one day he was there, and uh, it was in the evening, and it was always quiet in the evening. You didn't get many people staying like, after like six o'clock or anything. And um, I went into the, I knocked on the door and went into the room, and he said, oh, um, yeah, you can just put that over there. Um, have you have you seen Hot Fuzz? And I said, oh, yeah. And he said, um, do you want to see some bits we had to cut out of the film? I said, yeah, I'd love to. And he's like, okay, like, you know, you've got like 10 minutes. I was like, yeah, okay. And he's like, okay. And he showed me um, a load of footage of Cate Blanchett in Hot Fuzz. Now, for anyone that's watched Hot Fuzz, Cate Blanchett is in it. But you can't see her in it because she's in a forensic suit. And you can't really hear her voice either. And it's right, she basically, she's Simon Pegg's girlfriend. But you never see her face. Um, and he said, like, you know, we're not, you know, we, she decided that um, she'd do this role, but she didn't want to do any publicity for it. She didn't really want it to be known that, you know, she was in the film or whatever. And uh, I saw I saw a load of, like, cut footage from it with her in it, and it was amazing. And he was really, really polite. And then um, a few years later, before the Ant-Man thing, he was uh, promoting Scott Pilgrim, which had just bombed in America and was coming out over here. And I went to, like, a and a with him doing it. And uh, I got to meet him afterwards, and he signed my Shaun of the Dead DVD. And he was so nice. And I said to him, I, I brought up the fact that like he'd done this a few years before, and I said like I really wanted to like uh, like say like I was a massive fan of your work, but I didn't feel uh, you know I was told that I couldn't kind of thing. He's like, oh, you said like screw those people. He said like you know they always say stuff like that, but I just tell people to ignore it. He said he should have said something, but he was really nice about it. So your story filled me with dread, but. Um, yeah, I think that's Hollywood. And yeah, being I think, five I man, think man. The thing was, was they had their vision for it. They knew what they wanted. They just want someone to come in, like Ron Howard has with yeah. this new and solo film, do what they want, when they want, how they want, and that's it, go home. But with him, he's got his own unique style, his way of doing things, and he, and he wouldn't compromise on that. And I take my hat off to the man. Yeah. You know, so I don't think he is a dick. I just think he had a real dick time. Yeah, I, that's it. I think, I mean, I think he spent a long time on that film. They work on mm. Ant-Man before Iron Man was even filmed. Yeah, that's you true. Know, yeah. He put a lot of time and effort into it, him and um, Joe Cornish, because I also met Joe Cornish doing that, because he was doing, he was kind of doing like the video diaries of the DVD extras. It was all a bit odd. Um, and uh, and I was a big fan of Adam and Joe as well. So, I mean, they, they put a lot of effort in. And I think, I think it's good, because... Like you say, I don't think Edgar Wright is good making a film for someone else. I think he's at his best doing his own work. Mm. Well, despite the, you know, even despite the world's end, but we'll let him off for one of those at least. Um, but so because of that, my 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 view of Ant Man's always been a bit tarnished because I always think, what if? Um, mm. And I think Ant Man is all right, but I don't think it's as good as it probably would have been. Although it's much more of a Marvel film than it definitely would have been under Edgar Wright. I think it's safe to say, you know, that's the case as well. Um, but I didn't watch it and think, oh, I can't wait for the sequel. You know, of all, of all the Marvel films have done, that's not one I thought I need to see another Ant-Man. See, I'm a huge fan of Paul Rudd. Yeah, I am. I've been for a long time, and that kind of drugged me in, and I was like, I'm not convinced he's going to be a great superhero, but I'll go and watch it anyway because he's normally good in whatever he's in. Mm. And it really it took me a bit by surprise because I didn't really know what to expect and it became something different than what I thought it was going to be. And it, it's not one of their best, but it's not one of their worst either for me. I think it's dab bang in the middle. 
I think their what trailers. I think their trailers gave away too much. And I think most trailers do these days. Oh no, absolutely! I don't think it's just Marvel that do that. I think everybody does it. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it's definitely a, new, uh, a commonplace thing now with trailers. So I'm, I'm more on the side of Ant Man. I'm more positive about it. I think because I, I, I thought it. no, no, I'm, but, but I'm, I'm of of all the Marvel films, it's not my favourite, but it's it's in the on the upper half of of them, I guess, because like the Avengers for me are just like just they don't do it for me really. I like the idea of it, and I want to like them. And I just watched Ultron recently, oh, and it was better oh, than I expected. It was better than I expected, but I don't know. It's just it's just got to the point now where you can predict exactly what's going to happen, and there's going to be these massive smash up. Everything gets destroyed, but of course, nobody really gets gets hurt, and everybody survives. And there was a there was a, a minute in. Ultron, where uh, Jeremy Renner, yeah, his character. I thought he was going to get offed. I thought they were going to kill him, kill him off. Do you know what I'm talking about? Well, if rumours are believed, I think he wanted to be. Yeah, and I thought yeah, actually, he, actually, that'd be quite refreshing. You know, just to just to give it a bit of edge, and you know, make it so that you you don't actually know what's going to happen. But they didn't. They copped out. Well, they didn't. They didn't because they killed off. And uh, sorry, I'm not. I'm not going to say no spoilers for a film that's been out for three years. If you haven't watched it by yes. now, um, but you know they obviously killed Quicksilver quite quickly, and I don't really know why they bothered to have him in the film. Mm. I don't. Uh, think... It was a rights issue. But I don't know why they had him in the film anyway. They because just... they wanted to introduce Scarlet Witch. Yeah, but just have her by herself. Like there was already a decent Quicksilver in the X Men films. Well, it was the same time. It was the same year, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Yeah. I can't remember. And it was, it, it's a whole thing that those two characters have been both Avengers and X-Men. Hmm. And they kind of went, well, we want to introduce the proper storyline of having them as, as twins. We really want Scarlet Witch, so let's just kill off Quicksilver as quickly as we can but, and let Fox have him I know, after just, that. just didn't make any sense to me. Uh, this shouldn't have bothered, but yeah. I, I, well, Paul, you still not seen Guardians, have you? No. Nope. Well, Don't so. worry, I'm getting there. I'm yeah. getting there. Yeah. So that's. So that's I'm looking for a. I'm looking for a two for one pack. One Blu-ray. come out today. One come out today. Yeah. I don't know how much. I I see it in uh, my local supermarket, but uh, mm-hmm. I didn't notice the price. If I'm honest, but I think I've uh, got an Amazon voucher, which is which is calling to me. Oh, so. very good. Very good. Yeah, it's burning a hole in my uh, in my brain. I'm going to have to spend that. But I just think, you know, why do they not go for, like, an Avengers shooting? Because it's going to be a shooting yeah, attraction, isn't it? Yeah, it? it's a very strange pick. Yeah. Uh, like, you're only your second major attraction. Or Guardians. Or what, uh, it would have made more sense to have Guardians as a shooting thing. Because yeah. there's lots of gunfighting Guardians. Yeah. So, Ant-Man, I don't... If the, unless they're going to use that top of the tank engine at the end as a showpiece, I don't. Yeah, I imagine they're going to they're going to use the quantum realm for a lot of it. Right. So if any shrinks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But there's not been a lot said about it, other than that it's going to be a shooting game. Mm. 
So yeah. basically, they're just going to strip out the the interior and use the same drive system. And I wonder if it's going to be screen based. Uh, I don't think so. It doesn't doesn't don't come across as the type of people that are going to use that sort of technology. I know they they kind of did with Midway Mania, didn't they? But yeah. that's not particularly great either. What? Me? I prefer Buzz. Buzz what? Oh, no, why? No. Yeah. No, Buzz, I mean, if you want repetitive strain injury, get yourself on Midway Mania. Or if you're a teenage boy. Absolutely. Well, if you're a teenage boy, you've got a distinct advantage, absolutely. <laughs> Apart from the fact that your eyesight's gone, but, you know, <laughs> you've got the wrist action for that's it. What the, that's what the glasses are for. Yeah. <laughs> Make up for the eyesight. <laughs> um, Mr. Ripley, you, you've been uh, sitting on your hands for quite a while now. Only a quick one. News just in. Disney have confirmed Indiana Jones 5. Ooh. Oh, with, yay. With Harrison Ford. As Kingdom of the Jones. Crystal Balls. Yeah, with his Zimmer frame. And Shia LaBeouf. Do it! Do it now! That's a joke for American people listening. Um, <laughs> will not be in the film. Oh, no! I know. Do you know what? I I mean, I remember going to see it opening night. Opening night! Opening night! I remember going to see that film, and I, other than the the really shit CGI of which there is far too much of it, mm. um, I I still you know on the whole quite liked it, and it was nowhere near as good as the originals. But um, as I said, take away the shitty CGI uh, vine scene and a few other bits, it actually wasn't too bad. And a few other bits, the whole storyline. Well, yeah, there is that, and there is the fact that every two minutes, Ray Winston's changed face again. All right, Jonesy, I'm a bad guy now, and I'm Nazi. Oh, I'm no joking, Jonesy. I'm now a good guy, and I. Um, Better play. That, that is literally <laughs> bad <in> play. <laughs> Go on, Jonesy. Bet in play. Am I a good guy or Nazi? Have a guess. Um, I mean, other than that, uh, there's a certain chance it, but. Um, I I quite like the Shia LaBeouf thing with it and I've got a certain I don't know why but I have a certain soft spot for him I mean yeah, Shia LaBeouf he's an absolute nut job I get that right mm. but part of me wants him to be successful I don't really know why because he's like you know he's pissed off his godfather hasn't he which is why he doesn't do any more Transformers um Oh, and also in Jane Jones, I suppose. Maybe Spielberg hasn't forgiven him yet. Because that's his godfather, isn't it? Yeah. Steve-O Spielberg, yeah. yeah. Steve-O, well, like, we were good he mates. He came out and said it was shit, didn't they? Well, he was right to do so, it was. <laughs> and then, then they asked Harrison, and Harrison Ford just went, fuck off, kid. <laughs> literally, that was his reaction when someone asked him in the press. It's true. I mean, literally, just like fuck off, kid. You're not coming back, mate. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, you know, you, any look, they should have. I, I don't know if they had a short turnaround time or what the reason was, but I mean, it wasn't as good as the other films. No. It wasn't. The story wasn't as good. The effects weren't as good. Um, I, I, for me, I think Lucas had just fallen out of love with making movies. Oh yeah, definitely. At that point, well, I think I think he started to do that after Return of the Jedi name anything decent he had his name attached to after that well he only directed the first Star Wars didn't he allegedly 
I have, in the same way that Tobe Hooper, bless his soul, uh, you know, directed Poltergeist, although many sources claim Spielberg had more of a hand in it, there are rumours that he had more of a hand in uh, Return of the Jedi than the actual director did. Yeah, well, they I wanted a director, didn't they? I don't know. I was too. They, they couldn't couldn't get him a contract. It was something to do with his uh, license. Okay. Whether he he was having a falling out with the the board of filmmaking, I don't know. There was something that right. prevented him from doing it officially. Right. Yeah. So I don't know, but I mean, he directed Phantom Menace, didn't he? Yes. He just cool. didn't direct the other two. So you know. He's just got a track record of, of making rubbish films. And he directed a he few just, films, didn't he? wasn't a he? very good director, yeah. No. I mean, um, what else did he do? Well, he, he, he produced How the Duck, didn't he? So we'll let him off for that one. And he produced Willow. <laughs> um, that was Ron Howard's first one. Um, he did one a few years ago called Red Tails, didn't he? Yeah. Back Dog Fighting. Well. Yeah. That was crap. And he did, he, didn't he, did he direct that animated one about the... Tr- was it Trolls or something? Yeah. Duck Tales. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, there was um, there was some there was some film that it was, it was called something magic. I think it was some film that Lucasfilm did. It was an animated film, and he he was definitely involved in it. But I mean, it, it did nothing. Like it completely flopped. Um, I think it was post Star Wars sale that he did that. But I don't know if he directed it or not. But either way, as as Paul said, he's just not. I don't think he's a very good director. I think he's. A good visionary, but um, just not a very good director. Um, and unfortunately, with the Indiana Jones films, it was a kind of thing between Spielberg and Lucas, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, they both kind of had their own visions on, on bits and pieces. And um, yeah, I just don't think it was a good combo. And look, Spielberg is, is still making good films now. At least semi decent films. Yeah. What, did you not see the- Tintin? But the problem with Spielberg is he's a bit like what's the word? I don't. Know. It's like he has to have like so many plates spinning at the same time because he, he just works on so many projects. Yeah, well, I mean, he does. He does have a you know a real eclectic uh, collection of films, doesn't he? Because, like I said, like he you know he done Munich and uh, Warhols, and in between those Tintin. The thing is, though, Nick, if you go on his IMDb account, right, it'll take you all day to read it. Probably. Honest to God, if he's not directing something, he's producing it, or he's writing it, or he's advising on it, or he's going... Honestly, mm. the man doesn't sleep. He probably doesn't. He probably doesn't. I mean, I, you know, I talked about... I don't know if anyone listened to... Uh, what's it called? Every, well, it's now called Everybody's Got One, but what was Pop After Dark? Um, and I was talking about the trailer for Ready Player One. Which is his next directorial film, which he's been working on for years. They've been talking about that film for years, and it's finally finally happening. And I mean, it looks amazing. It looks more like kind of classic Spielberg. Um, but yeah, as you say, he he's you know credits is as arm as long as you can imagine. Um, and yeah, he's always associated with crappy Transformers films, isn't he? Oh, BFG, the BFG, didn't he? Forgot yeah. about that. That's pretty good. He literally moves from one film to another. Bridges, yeah, but in the same, like, within a year, he released 
BFG and Bridge of Spies. But but tenuous link, right? The art studio that created the look of the BFG also created um, Count Duckula. Uh, well, the cartoon, mm. Cosgrave Hall. Yeah, that's right. But not the not the film version. No, no, no. But I thought I mentioned Count Duckula because last time I mentioned Count Duckula, I got about fifty tweets on Twitter about it. So good, Count as, Count Duckula. As you as you should. I look for it. <laughs> Get it! <laughs> um, oh well, I forgot Cowboys and Aliens. Well, no one came out of that one unscathed, did they? Ooh, a load of tosh. Yeah. Harrison um, Ford's follow-up to Indiana Jones. Oh, that's true. It was, wasn't it? It yeah. was also Olivia Wilde's follow-up to Tron Legacy. What about Skyfall follow-up? No, it's all gone silent. What? Well, it was Daniel Craig, wasn't it? Oh, of course it was. Um, yeah. No, Skyfall. Been... Skyfall was after that, I think. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, don't worry. It was Quantum of Solace. Yeah, it was. It was so Quantum it's... of Solace. I, was <laughs> I thought I broke the internet then. He's, he's the only. He's the only one that stock went up. Yeah. <laughs> 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 only one that kind of made a step up because obviously Quantum of Solace being one of the worst Bond films ever. Um, right, Mister D. Mm-hmm. Was there something else? Was there another news story you wanted to mention? Um, well, it wasn't so much of a news story, but um, I caught the trailer for Coco oh, this yeah. week. Yeah. And uh, I thought it looked, I thought it looked quite good. I thought I'm quite, you know, positive about that. Looking forward to seeing that in November. I think it is. I think we get it in December. I mm-hmm. think we don't get it until the new year. Don't we? No, I Emma? think it's, no, it's I January. It was, I'm sure it's January. I thought it was coming out in December. I thought it was coming out in December. Either way, yes, it's it's the next it's the next one, isn't it? Um, I, I, has anyone in here seen uh, the Book of Life? No, I've seen the Meaning of Life. Uh, yeah, <laughs> slightly different to that one. Slightly <laughs> different to that one. It's because um, it looks similar to that in a way in that it's about the same kind of um you know it's 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 i mean it's not about day of the dead is it but it's it's kind no, of but, like based around that celebration yeah yeah it's sort of based Ooh. on kind of mexican culture isn't it? and yeah. the kid goes across to the other side as it were Oh, and yes. then all the characters then are like characters that you would see on a in a Day of the Dead celebration. Yeah. Um, um, didn't see didn't see Daniel Craig, but apart <laughs> yeah, from that, looked pretty good. Yeah, he, he should make an appearance. Um, yeah. You're right. You're right, P Dubs. It's 19th of January. I'm, I'm, yeah. I thought it was coming out in December. I thought because the last mm. few films they've released in December, just before the the schools break up. Yeah. Just before Christmas, but um, that's an odd time to release it because unless it unless uh, the holidays been moved in January, that doesn't make sense because it's before half term. Yeah, yeah. Odd time to release a film. Um, yeah, I Just saw Pixar film. Yeah, I, I saw um, I saw the trailer for it as well. Um, I think it looks pretty good. I think the only thing mm. with um, last few Pixar films is that I f- tend to find the trailers don't give they, they either don't give away too much of the actual film or they give you a different idea of what the film's going to be about 
I mean, I yeah. don't know. Did, did anyone remember? I know it's technically not Pixar, but did anyone remember the trailers for Frozen that focused on Olaf and Sven? Yeah. I thought Frozen looked like the biggest load of shit. I, I had no interest in seeing that at all when I came out. And I only went to see it because everyone was going, oh, actually, it's really good. And I was really surprised when I saw it because seeing those trailers, I thought, oh, it's going to be that kind of film. It gave away nothing about the actual film itself. And I think sometimes that's not always a good thing. Because if that doesn't get you interested... Well, if that gets you interested, the rest of the film might be different. Well, if it doesn't, it just puts you off seeing the film completely. And a film will be completely different. Um, but I'm intrigued by Coco. But because of the subject matter, I don't know how successful it's going to be. Mm. You know, Could it be another good dinosaur? Yeah. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. You know, it's a, it's a, it could be a slightly iffy one, but it looks like they've handled it in quite a fun way yeah. from the trailer. So I think, you know, the fact that it's, it's kind of about about the afterlife, as it were. Mm. Um, I, I think it's done in a way that will still be pretty family friendly. Yeah, and let's be honest. I mean, I think the reason why Pixar, especially, used to get. Um, angry with oh sorry why toy companies got angry with pixar is the fact that they'd make these weird choices you know unsurprisingly they didn't think that many people would want to buy a toy line based on a film about uh, an old man and a flying house you know mm-hmm. generally pixar things don't always lend themselves well to merchandise and i think this is yeah. another example of that they very much rely on their sequels for that, don't they, now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. But, you know, and I think that's good in some ways because you get more unusual films because yeah. of that. So I think I think for that reason... I mean, so I'm definitely interested in Coco, but I'm also not sure how well it will translate. I'm hoping it will, it will you know, do well because I think the more successful these kind of films where they've got a bit more of an unusual story do the more of those kind of things we'll get and less safe choices but um, you know it comes to a point when you think you know you're just kind of expecting one to flop um, yeah I mean it could be really boring it, it could put you to sleep mm. yeah. which is the Bum-tish. same as dying if you're an animal bumtish yeah. um, rewind that and play that back there is a joke in there somewhere <laughs> yeah, about got, Coco and putting you to sleep just got to um, just got you know, it. Um, yes. Mm, chock full of puns. Hey. <laughs> I used to eat. Does anyone remember Bald Vita? The drink yeah. Bald Vita. I used to eat it. Vaguely. Out of a spoon. It. Yeah, it was like, it was crunchy. You're supposed to dilute it in like hot milk. I just used to eat it by the spoonful. Uh, which explains a lot about how I am as an, as an adult. Um, I had one bit of news, which I'm surprised no one else picked up on. Um, only because we've been talking about it a fair bit recently, is that the fountain is going to be put back in Muppet Place. Oh. Or whatever it, that part of uh, Hollywood Studios is going to be called. Grand yeah. Avenue, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. The, Grand, the Grand Park. The Grand believe. Park. So uh, mm. later this year, the fountain will be coming back. Oh, good. That has been confirmed. Um, and also last, I think it was last Monday, um, they released the first new uh, Muppets footage uh, featuring the new voice 
of Kermit the Frog. You know, um, mm-hmm. Steve Whitmore was, was kind of replaced recently by, I can't remember what his name is now, and I'd Google it, but that means I've had to look up a fact. Lee Winston. Yeah. God blimey. My name's Kermit. It ain't easy Go being green. Piggy. <laughs> Better play now. <laughs> Shouldn't knock him. He's a West Ham fan. Um, but it's so easy today. Um, but I, I actually thought he did a really good Kermit. Like, I, I thought, it, if anything, it pretty sounded more like Jim Henson Kermit than it did recent Kermit. Yeah, it was a bit more off the wall, wasn't it, again? Rather yeah. than... Uh, Steve Whitmore was kind of very much on a level all the way through. It didn't it didn't have that bouncing around that, that Henson had, and this guy that's taken over seems to have found it again. Yeah, yeah. that's it. I mean, there's obviously more to that story about that, because obviously both, both parties have, have been kind of slinging mud a little bit as to, you know why he was asked to go and was it right, was it wrong, whatever. But um, I think already the Kermit character feels more like Kermit again, which I didn't even realise needed to happen. But now I've seen it, I've gone, right, okay, maybe they, were, maybe they did see something in this after all. Because, uh, yeah, I, I, think it's, I think it's good, I think it's positive. So hopefully um, that will lead to something else, other than Muppet Babies, obviously, um, coming, coming next fall. Um, so that was it. I just thought I'd mention that because we had been talking about Muppet Vision recently and what may or may not happen. But I see that as a positive step um, in terms of it, you know, possibly being around a bit longer. Um, so yeah, um, that's all I really had for news. I didn't really have anything else. Was there anything else anyone wanted to mention before we wrap up? Or uh, I've got two bits about Disneyland Paris that I'd forgotten about. Go. Uh, the the fan days. Oh wow! What announcement that was. Yeah. Did anyone else In... see this? No. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, P Dubs. Yeah, they made this this big announcement that they were going to be making a big thing about fans in the in the Disneyland Paris community. Um, and they they did this thing, and then they announced that they're doing something called fan days. D A Z E. Um, I still didn't really give any information other than that there's going to be some special events with some special characters. What I loved is they, they've effectively made a big announcement about a big announcement. Yeah. That's it. That's <laughs> what the big announcement was, was a, another big announcement of something they'll announce later on. Have they got, like, David Brent or Alan Partridge running their social media over there? Oh, man. Did you... I know this is completely off-topic, but did anyone see the compilation of Richard Madeley hosting Good Morning Britain? <laughs> yeah, I did. Jeez, there is Alan Partridge yeah. in your life. Um, <laughs> but you know, the thing is, you know it's cool. You know when they make the announcement... I think it's October, isn't it, they're making the big announcement? Yeah, I think The, the so. next big announcement. Um, you yeah. know it's cool because they spell uh, fan days with a Z... Yeah. <laughs> so you know it's hipping down with the kids, if nothing else. I bet it's uh ah, oh, what was it? Tang no, what was oh what was that word that was said to me the other week that confused my tiny mind? Pang was that the one we talked was it about? Pang, Pang, that was right, yeah. Pang Pang. Ah, yeah. oh, I bet it was bare ping to get that announcement. Um I mean there is literally no idea what this is gonna be. I think when we heard there was gonna be something to do with the do for the fans, I think 
the general consensus was maybe we're going to get a D23 style event. Yeah. But it doesn't sound like that's what it's going to be leading to at all, does it? Uh, it sounds like they're going to have like some special fan media days mm. when you're going to get the, the special characters that everybody's seen for the 25th anniversary, I'm guessing. But they've been doing that every Tuesday, haven't they? Yeah, but I'm guessing they're going to do meet and greets for the so-called right. fans. Right. I get you. So, okay. Which I'm hoping I get for the, at the half marathon weekend, so yeah. I won't be that bothered. No, no. I think it's, it's, it's odd timing. Like you say, they're about to have a massive event in the uh, the Run Disney, you know, the yeah. second one, um, and yet they've announced that they're going to be doing something, but they won't announce it till after that's happened. You'd have thought, if anything, they'd announce it that weekend. Yeah. That would be a great time to announce it, surely, but... Oh, Disneyland Paris, you've done it again. Yeah. And that that kind of leads into the, the second bit of news. Disneyland Paris' own food and wine festival. What? Yeah. So I, I believe today they kind of announced it very quietly in the last week or so. Uh, they've got six booths in Walt Disney Studios based on different regions of, of France. Um, that have like about the, three bit... different items of food on each each stand. So basically, the, the stands that have been out for the 25th anniversary throughout the village have been moved into Hollywood into the Walt Disney Studios. Right. And the food changed up a bit. So it's basically um, like the like the American World Series. Yeah. They call it the World Series, but only American teams can play. Um, yeah. So I'll get I'll probably get an e- a rude email now saying how you know explain to me how that's not the same. Um, so it's only food from France. It seems like it, so yeah. it's yeah. Frogs legs, snails, and brie. Basically, <laughs> onion soup and some wine. We get more emails. Yeah, they probably don't call it French onion soup in France. Though. They just call it onion soup. My children need wine. <laughs> Oh, classic Simpsons. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a step in the right direction, but it's it's a half. It sounds like a half-hearted attempt at food and wine. Yeah, and it, as you say, it's kind of been thrown together last minute. There's been no announcement for it, no kind of fanfare. Um, I wonder if though this is part of the new the, the new ownership. Because, I think it possibly is. You know, food and wine has been a, such a big thing uh, for Epcot for, I don't know how long it's been going now, but it must be about 10 years or so, if not more. The last two years they've had it at California Adventure as well. Oh. Oh no, food and wine, that's, that's about 20 years old, I think. That's what, I mean, I, I know it's been about for at least 10 years, and I don't yeah. think it was a start, so I mean, it could even be yeah, that. more than that, yeah. Um, and, you know, it's always been popular, but they've never done it until now. It just seems strange that all of a sudden, and with almost no notice, Disney have started doing it months after the ownership change. Um, so maybe it'd be the, the you know the first of many things like that to come. I kind uh, of hope so. It surprised me, yeah. It, it's about time they started doing this. Mm. But yeah, they've done the weird thing and they've started uh, advertising... Uh, the Star Wars stuff again. Yes, yes. I was on the website the other day trying to uh, 
my wife wanted to see if we could possibly um, do a few days later in the year. And when I was looking at the dates that she, or the months that she was looking at, I didn't notice Star Wars Seasons of the Force came back in January. And I was like, yeah, maybe I'll say it's fully booked until then. Because then I can go for <laughs> Star Wars. Um, they, I mean, they haven't, from what I've seen, they've not announced anything yet, just the dates. Yeah. I uh, think it's... There, apparently there is some ads in the UK already. Oh, really? Not seen them, but yeah, oh. apparently they are on TV. I I think they've got a new revamped version of the show on Terror of Terror because they're doing a Christmas show on Terror of Terror as well. Yes. Yes, I did see uh, that announced. Yeah. Which I'm assuming is our friend, mm. Mr. Roddy. I had some hand in that again. Oh. Um, yeah, because I saw... over, um, he did the Star Wars stuff. I saw the... Um... Yes, yeah, so, I mean, Halloween's a bit of a bust, isn't it, at Disneyland Paris? Yeah. We haven't talked about how much of a bust that is. But uh, Christmas is ramping up. Um, and I'm interested in going at Christmas now because, I mean, one, it's, it's a good time to go. They always do it nicely for Christmas. But um, there's a Stitch show at the castle. Yeah. As well, like Mary Stitchmas or something. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's the 20th anniversary show. Yeah. So that that looked good, and yeah, like you say, they announced this uh, this projection uh, show on the car on the uh, the Tower of Terror. So uh, yeah, they, they, that's where it looks like they're, they're focusing their efforts this year. I wonder if that means we're going to see a scale down of Halloween, or it's just for this year because of the twenty fifth anniversary that we're seeing it scaled down. I would hope it isn't permanent. So would because I. We went we went a couple of years ago, and it was the the Halloween parade was really good. Hmm. I love Halloween at Disney, but I I think it's not embraced in Europe the same way that it is in America. Maybe, no, you know, but I I think they always do a good job. Any any chance I get to meet Jack and Sally, I'm all for it. If I'm honest, so keep it going. But yeah, I, as I said, I hope it's just because it's the 25th anniversary, and you know, they've not got the budget for it rather than anything else. Um, uh, there's a few things changing around at the moment over there, so. Um, We'll see. Mm. I know uh, Forest of Enchantment is now finished. Yep, wrapped up yesterday. Yep. I think that's permanent. I don't think that's coming back now. You don't reckon? No, it doesn't sound like it. I've got some friends that are cast members, and it really doesn't seem like it's coming back. Wow. It seemed like very much that that was a closure, and that was it. It was done. What are they going to do instead? God knows. We've still got the Frozen show that goes in there. Yeah, I know. In other seasons, so hmm. yeah, unless they're going to make that permanent, I don't know. Um, that whole end, that whole end of the park needs something doing to it. Now, Paul, you, um, Chris, you sounded uh, a bit ooh when uh, P does mentioned the show being projected on the Tower of Terror. Would something like that encourage you to make a trip back over to Disneyland Paris? Mm, not that in itself, I'd say. Hmm. But I mean, you know, them doing a special effort for Christmas, maybe more so than they do normally. Would that tempt you, or does it still take more than that? Well, the other thing is, is that part of France can get bloody cold that time of year, can't it? Oh, you have to take. I, and anyone I speak to about it, if anyone does ask my opinion, uh, thermals. You mm. need to take thermals with you if you're going um, any time past November. Um, because yeah, I mean we've been there and it's it's got to like two or three degrees, 
and uh, you can't be walking around a park all day in just a coat and maybe a scarf. You need you need layers under that mm. and thermals. So yeah, but I think if you go, you know, if you go prepared and you you know you got the right gear for it, I, I don't see that's a problem. It's just not yeah. as nice as being able to walk around in sh- uh, shorts and t shirt. Yeah, true. Right, I think that's probably enough for this week's show. Um, so thank you for listening. Whenever this podcast goes out, because we have to make sure it gets cleared by legal first of all, because <laughs> of all the uh, all the name dropping that we've done. Uh, you want me to take it up there? Nick, I'm going. I'm heading up in the elevator. I can take it up to legal if you like. Oh yeah, if you don't mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wonder bar. Thank you very much. Yeah. See what no they problem. say. Um, yeah. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you guys for joining me. Uh, I believe we're back with another episode next week. I hope so. so. I want to hear Mr. Craig's Mr. Craig Lucas's trip well, report. That's we're gonna have to we're gonna have to wrap it around that, aren't we? Let's be honest. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll get that we'll get that on for the next show. So until then, uh, we'll, we'll see you soon. Bye bye. Cheery bye. And Mary Poppins, Joe. Savaloys thank you for listening to this show if you would like to support us and the other After Dark Podcast Network shows please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash disafterdark that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash disafterdark as well as supporting the show there are other goodies available including badges and soon t-shirts available as a thank you for your support Podcast.